0: Hello, I am Ivy and I'm the host of the Four Parents podcast. I am so thankful you have joined me today. If you haven't already popped in your earbuds and started multitasking, go ahead and do that. We're going to talk about parenting stuff, lessons learned, funny stories, and practical wisdom from normal people who have been there. This episode is the New Parents edition. I'm talking with Drew and Shelby. And at this point of our recording, they have a six-week-old baby. He's adorable. They're new parents, like first-time parents, and yeah, they're six weeks into this thing. So Shelby is a nurse, and I knew she would be open and honest about her journey so far. Drew is a pastor, and I have the great privilege of working alongside him. Since becoming a dad, he'll pop by Fran, Steph, and my office and share his, you know, new baby updates, and let me tell you, we are loving it. However, we feel very far away from having new babies. I have like an eight and a five-year-old, how did this happen? I'm like, I can't remember what we did. So it's kind of fun for him to tell us all these things, and it like stirs up memories. Anyhow, I asked Shelby and Drew if they would be willing to talk on the podcast about being new parents while it's still fresh on their mind. Because, you know, there are just some things about having a new baby that we somehow forget. So you're going to hear about the natural birth that Shelby had, uh, what they are learning, what they are loving, and what preparation they are glad they did. They are both really open and honest, and I just love it. So here's our conversation. Okay, so y'all tell me about your birthing
1: plan and like
0: what the process was to land on that.
1: Well, I knew that I wanted to have uh, the baby out of the hospital. So I have been a nurse for eight years and the hospital's dirty.
0: Okay. And
1: brought me a lot of anxiety thinking about um, having him there. Um, I'm clean and I didn't want a lot of people in the room when Mm -hmm. I gave birth. Yeah. And so, and then just with COVID stuff, um, I just really didn't want to, both of us. Really didn't want to kind of mess with um, Drew possibly not being able to be in the room. Oh, yeah. Or yeah, family. Yeah, yeah. Um, my mom actually was planning on flying out from San Diego and being in the birth with me. And so that definitely probably wasn't possible if I gave birth in a hospital. Yeah. To have an extra person. So, um, yeah. So we decided to, um, Allen Birthing Center was the closest to us. It was about 10 minutes away. Yeah. and Did you do a lot of research on it? No. Okay. (laughs) no. Yeah. No, to be honest, I didn't. Um, I'm not great at researching, but it had a lot of great ratings. Yes. And there's only like a handful in Dallas. Yeah. So it was either that or the one in Dallas. And thinking about laboring for 30 minutes in the car, driving to... The birthing center. Wait a minute, there's a
2: story there. <laughs>
1: right,
0: sure. you, you did end up driving, that's but sure. we'll, we'll get there. Yeah,
1: but um, yeah. So, um, Allen birthing center, and it was just a perfect fit. Yeah. Did you land on this pretty early?
0: Like, found out you were pregnant, you're like, this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. What did? What were you thinking about that, Drew? Were you like, all right, that's great. Whatever you want.
2: Yeah, I feel like I really didn't get an opinion. You know? Yeah. Because it was like. <laughs> I, I can't birth the baby. So it's right. It's literally I wanted to be just as supportive as possible. Yeah. Uh, for her and what she wanted because I wasn't able to do what she's going to do. So it's <laughs> like a good, literally that's a good
0: perspective, Drew. So
2: it's just like you whatever you want, we'll do, we'll figure it out. Um and so we landed on the Allen Birthing Center. What I appreciated about it was it's like so like in the hospital or like in the medical field, they're like always kind of, it seems like they're micromanaging everything. Mm-hmm. And at the Allen Birthing Center, they were very hands-off saying, Hey, like here are your options. Um, and we're here to, to watch baby and to hear baby, but we're not going to be super invasive or yeah. run all the tests that aren't really aren't necessary. Um, cause we want to be more natural. And I, mm-hmm. I appreciated that. Yeah. And it, And it's in a house, um, Mm -hmm. like a a, an old historic house in Allen. Mm -hmm. So the whole thing felt different, Um, just like the whole uh, vibe of the place. You know, we we weren't stepping into a a, uh, uh, what do you call it? A sanitized, Uh quote unquote, like sterile hospital environment. Although it is sanitized and sterile, right? Um, It wasn't like a hospital.
1: Right, it didn't start that way though. Drew was like not super on board with the birthing center um i don't really remember why
2: i think just because of the risks uh, yeah. the risks involved like uh, i think this was like uh from a previous experience my brother had some um issues with yeah. their birth and she like his wife birth or was laboring for like three days and yeah
1: had a C-section, C- yeah. and it
2: was all emergent and like really hardcore so, so you had
0: that in your mind right like yeah. what
2: happened what if right. what if what if this goes wrong right. and but with the allen birthing center there we were able to transfer out uh transferred to a hospital if we needed to mm-hmm. something like that um so in the back of my mind i'm like okay, I love my wife. I love her desperately. I love my unborn kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want anything bad to happen to them. So that what if game was, the I think, the only red flag. And then, uh, yeah.
1: I think yeah. ultimately how I landed on the birth center was thinking about how, what was going to set me up for success, like best success yeah. for, for laboring and birthing a kid that I was very terrified about doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think... How can I decrease my anxiety the most? And, you know, there's, like, hypnobirthing, like, all these things about how to, like, kind of deal with labor. But ultimately, I just prayed a lot. And it was, like, I think that if I had a low-stress environment that was calming, that was going to be the – that would set me up the most for success. And I can learn all the other things. But if I can just, like, check that off my list, Mm -hmm. um, that's how I decided.
0: Yeah. Huh, that's good. How was the birth experience different than what you had in your mind? And y'all, I'm going to talk a little bit about, like, what it was like, if that yeah. helps. Like, the driving. You didn't expect the driving. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah.
1: I think um, the biggest thing is, so I, we took a birth class, and we played this fun game to where <laughs> it was, like, roll dice. And you, like, basically um, – You kind of, like, figure out your birth plan, like, how many hours you labor, how many hours it takes to be, whatever it is. But you roll dice, and it's like, I rolled a six. And it was like, all right, that was six hours of active labor. And then we'd roll some other, another, um, we'd roll again, and it would be, like, four hours. And that was 4 a.m. That's when we started laboring. It was, like, basically, we created this birth plan.
0: Yeah, created this game. Yeah.
1: And it was just funny because we got a labor, like the total labor was like 26 hours or something through this game. That's what we got. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to, like, that terrible. I can't do that. And so very different from that. um, My active labor probably was started around like, 9 a.m. and I actually gave birth at 2:15, but I mean, like, intense. You know, probably transitional labor was only actually like from finish to start was actually only, like two hours and fifteen. Wow, minutes. a lot so, better than twenty six hours. Yeah. yeah, and you know, there's all those normals that people tell you, like, "Oh, you're first time baby, like it's gonna take you a long time." Yeah. Um. So I just wasn't expecting to be the exception right mm-hmm. um right yeah you it's because to you tell... got a
2: massage right before you went into <laughs> yeah
1: the so i'll tell a little bit um, <clears throat> so owen um what had kind of restricted growth in utero and so at 39 weeks they actually started um naturally inducing him mm-hmm. so we did things like sweeping membranes and um they put a um, kind of a catheter in Uh um, and it just basically dilates your cervix um, to kind of help push you into dilating faster. And so actually all of those things were not expected to work on a first time mom and they actually worked really well. So um, I actually dilated to the full six centimeters um, on Thursday And I went back into the birthing center on Friday, and they swept my membranes again. And they basically were like, if you're not in labor by tonight, um, I want you to take uh, castor oil on Uh Saturday morning. Yes. So I did not know what castor oil was. Everybody who is probably older than us would know what that is, but I associated it with, like, motor oil. (laughs) Um, I think it's in in my mind. What it smells like and tastes like. Oh, gosh. (laughs) So um, I wasn't in labor Friday. Uh, Saturday morning at 6 a.m., woke up, and Drew made me a castor oil shake. No! It, it
2: was, was prescribed. It wasn't a oh concoction gosh. of mine. <laughs> you didn't,
0: but it was, you uh, didn't research that? You were just like, I <laughs> think I can...
2: Yeah, whip it up.
0: <laughs> what so they, what they went said, in this thing? They,
2: they told us to put a uh, ice cream, Okay. a raw egg,
0: uh-huh.
2: and castor oil. Oh,
0: my gosh. As, <laughs> three to four
1: ounces of it's castor oil.
2: Like, blend it up and...
1: And you... Mm. I drank At that. six so in the morning. Drank it. And it actually wasn't bad. Kirkland's ice cream, vanilla ice cream is the best. They're not uh, a sponsor yet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it was tolerable. And so I drank that. And the idea behind that is it's just supposed to kind of clear you out and kind Whoa. of um, yeah, yeah. different things in there, kind of basically <laughs> are supposed to push you in labor. And it actually worked. So um, at nine o'clock. Yeah, at nine. And
2: then at ten, she had a a massage scheduled, an like an a
1: induction, induction
2: massage, massage. That was so. We live in McKinney. And this induction massage was in, like, West Addison, Mm -hmm. uh, which is, like, a 35-minute drive. Yes. So we were kind of battling back and forth. Hey, should we go? Should we not go? And we finally ended, okay, like, you're not super inactive labor. Let's just go.
1: Well, I didn't know, but I definitely was having major contractions. It was, like,
2: three minutes. I had
1: no idea that I was actually way further along than I Thought. And
2: I was, like, yeah. terrified on the drive that she was going to, like, give birth in the car. and <laughs> oh, Like, all of those irrational fears, yes. men. Like, yes. like, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, so we get the the, uh, the massage place. And then we have to go back to Allen, which oh. is another 30 minutes.
1: Yeah, but before, so just real fast, I walk into this, um, it's a two-story <laughs> house um, in Allison And the induction massage was upstairs. And I walk in this, like, sweet, gentle, shy massage therapist was like hi like welcome to your massage and I was like eyes closed sweating I was like cramping I was like holding all the like the handrail I was like I just want to let you know I think I'm in active labor um I don't know if you're able to take me if you're not that's fine I'll go to the birth center but I just you know thought I would try She's like, oh my gosh, I've never given a massage on somebody so, no. like, regressed. <laughs> well, I were you in, half, like, so much pain Yeah, through the whole thing? Oh, every three minutes, I was, like, back arched. I was, like, gripping. I was sweating. She would, like, stop because these induction massages essentially go to, like, your feet, go to the hips, go to the back. <sighs> and they basically, like... Hit pinpoints, kind of like acupuncture and reflexology, yes. and they help, like, induce labor. Were you in there, no. though, or were you waiting, just no. in the waiting yeah. room? Yeah, uh,
2: my mother-in-law and I, we were sitting <laughs> in the car for an hour and a half, just talking, Oh, my gosh. Hanging out. So and, then, <laughs>
1: fast forward, we, yeah, that was a mess, but it basically... It worked. It worked. It worked. I called when I walked out, and I was like, "Look, I think something's wrong. We gotta go. We gotta go." And so we went to the birth center. I walked in. I was nine centimeters dilated. I so you got to the birthing center at noon. At noon. Yeah. Okay.
2: And we got there really quick. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's yeah. that's quick. I had drive. I
2: had like this thought in my mind, like I was gripping the steering wheel, and I had this thought, uh, and it said, uh, "Like you were made for this." <laughs> <laughs> so I was like driving on George Bush up to seventy five, just going like uh-huh. incredible yeah. speeds, right? So like ninety five on George Bush. Oh Bridge. my gosh! <laughs> like I was made for this, but we got there in time, and yeah. then uh, the midwives were like, "Yeah, you're like ready to there. go there." Um,
1: the funny thing is, they have to—they have two tubs, but one <laughs> tub they actually have to like um, pump in water, and um, it's not just like a drain. They actually had to like pump in water so it took a couple minutes but I like got in the water way too personal again casserole just makes you poop it's not a surprise (laughs) so I just like had to go to the bathroom immediately (sighs) and they were like oh great sign I can't believe it oh my gosh and I was like no 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 I think you just really need to go to the bathroom went to the bathroom quickly long story short basically it was like in two hours they broke my water so like at 2 o'clock. Yeah, probably at 2. And they were like, all okay. right, let's get in the tub. That's where you wanted to give birth in. And so I walked to the tub. I thought I was going to, like, drop him because, like, I got off oh the my bed. God. And I literally thought he was going to come out. Yeah. And then got in the tub. I pushed, like, you know, you push a couple times in one go. But probably four um pushes in a couple of different positions and he was out oh and my gosh I know I didn't even know he like I knew he had come out but yeah I babies come forward. you know they come out forward yeah and they're like all right your baby's in front of you grab him he was just like floating there because I was like <laughs> you know it's just so in shock yeah. you've just done this and so I picked him up out of the water and <gasps> yeah. do
0: y'all okay it's fresh so like what was the feeling when you first saw him
2: I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, And, like, I, I had tears in my eyes because I was like, dude, that's my son. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was just, like, go mode after that. It was like, wow, she's so strong. She didn't have any medication, uh, no epidural, no uh, yeah. even Tylenol.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, so, like, that was just – it was a really incredible um, – so but you I felt were super you proud. Yeah,
0: you were like more proud of Shelby in that moment yeah. than like.
2: And I was like, whoa, that's the guy that we've been talking about for nine months. Uh, and now he's here. Yeah. Um, I remember looking at like seeing his tiny little feet and yeah. tiny little toes. And he was a small kid, so like six and a half pounds. Yeah. Um, and then he just started crying. I was like, whoa, mm-hmm. this is crazy. Yeah. So, and then we're first time parents too. So this whole experience was new. Yeah. Um, but to, to really look at him and then my, my Shelby um, in, like, this whole experience, mm-hmm. which is like, what's what's going on? Yeah. It was really incredible.
1: Yeah. Babies are really swollen um, after labor, one, just because of, like, the way they come in, but then all of the mom's hormones. And so they're, like... You know, their cheeks are really Uh swollen, like, all of, and he just looked like the cutest little chipmunk. Oh! his cheeks were just, like, (laughs) massive. Like, I had no idea he was only six pounds at eight ounces. Like, I I thought he was huge. Yeah. Um... But oh, it feels that way. Yeah. You, yeah. You're like, yeah, <laughs> it does feel that way. <laughs> but yeah, I just remember being like, he's so cute. Really? Um, Like, he's just adorable. Yeah. And I just like loved, you know, when you hold other people's babies, you're like, what am I doing? How hold uh-huh. them? What's happening? Yeah. But it's just amazing how natural it is just to kind of hold your baby. Yes. Sweet.
0: Yeah. Um, I want to ask y'all about the nine months of you know, pregnancy, and you had some, like, just some, like, scares with him growing, right? He was Mm -hmm. measuring small. Mm -hmm. How did you all handle, like, how did you handle those
1: kind of questions? We actually, um, Drew just kind of dedicated to coming to every appointment with me, which was Mm -hmm. really sweet. So I think first and foremost, we just kind of, like, decided to handle this whole pregnancy like together mm. um thankfully drew has like has a job that allows that um but that kind of was the the start yeah. of like everything we do we were going to do it together and um talk about everything afterwards and um you know pray about it um so that was kind of the biggest way we handled it was just going into appointments together yeah, that's great yeah and then from what i remember um you know True definitely is, like, the voice of reason. He's, like, very positive And I am very, you know, the glass half empty. And so by him being there, um, he was just really able to, like, speak a lot of mm. positivity into the situation. Um, and I usually, like, throw up walls and don't talk. And I just, like, shut down. Mm. And if I were alone, you know, that process would have been right. much harder. But I think... Yeah, but from what I remember, that's just really how we handled that the most. And then my mom is just kind of my person outside of Drew, and I just always, like, included her. And she's done it three times and, you know, just kind of knows the reality that, like, most pregnancies don't go 100% perfect. perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so having somebody else, you know, Drew's never done this before, and is not a woman, and so just having my person to be able to – Pray for us and then speak into that. Right. I love that.
0: Yeah.
2: And for me, there were, I think I just had to rely on God so much because there was everything was out of my control. Yeah. Right? I, yeah, could, yeah, yeah. I can't fix anything. I can't. Um, like, that's the typical dude thing. Like, I just want to fix the problem. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm not caring, Owen. I'm not, like, dealing with the, the hormonal issues right. or, tra- like, body transformation, all that sort of stuff. And so it's just more like, okay, God, you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you've yeah. been doing this forever. Yeah. You're the one who created life. So we're, I'm yeah. just going to trust you. Um, and that was so difficult because that was like this whole experience. That's the first time in my like real adult life that I've actually said, okay, everything is out of control. Yeah, yes. Literally yes. every single decision, yes. every single, like I can't help Owen grow. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I can't um, fix anything. So mm-hmm. it's just like. Okay, we're there's no choice do this and but to trust. I've yeah. got to, I've got to be flexible and patient, and yeah. um, speak truth and reason. And mm-hmm. um, and if things go poorly, then we'll just be flexible yeah. and mm-hmm. trust God that He's yeah. got Owen in His hands and got my wife in His hands. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, so that's, that's how. Mm-hmm. The more and more I get, begin to think about it, that's exactly how I dealt with it. Mm-hmm. And then I yeah. think I masked it with work too. You know, I would just go to work and, like, there was something I could do. Like, there was a checklist that I could do. Yeah. Um, So, I think that, like, my emotions, it was all masked. Yeah. So.
1: This was really the first time in my life that I felt that, because they don't have a lot of um, new moms in my life. I have a couple, but just not a lot of new moms, and especially not a lot of new moms that, like, really had anything go wrong in their pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Um, Kind of. The way I normally handle, like, issues or things that are out of my control is I'm, like, either do lots of research or mm-hmm. I just yap about it all the time. Like, like <laughs> it, it, the more I can talk about yeah. it, the less stressed I am about yeah, yeah. it. So, like, everyone in my life knows everything about what's happening. Yeah, And where that was the case, kind of, I was able to, like, reach out to people it definitely was more for like prayer yeah. because explaining the situation was hard because no one really totally understood it because it was a little bit like more medical. And then um, so kind of for the first time in my life, it really was like actually praying about something yeah. and like having to rely on God because talking about it wasn't as big of an option. Yeah. um, It just felt a little bit more exhausting trying to like explain the situation to people and then I didn't really have a lot of people that I felt um, had had the same situation or could, you know, speak into. So right. You're at you know six weeks into this. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, what preparation are you glad that you did? And I and I ask this question because I feel like mm-hmm. you, <laughs> when you're pregnant, you're like. I have to have everything ready. <laughs> like, And it's kind of like, I want y'all to say, we have a six-week-old. This is what we did, and I'm glad we did it. Mm. There's other things that probably don't matter that you did. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah
2: totally. Go for it. Um, yeah, we, I think I, the, my things are just all super logistics, like car seat and yeah. stroller. Yeah. Um, those are super important. Um, I'm glad we got those. Of course, we need those. So that's kind of a given. <laughs> Um, but we just got his room organized, but it wasn't like a an all-out kind of crafty room. It was like yes. okay, we have the crib and we have the changing table, and then Shelby did like all of the knickknack stuff. Yes. Um just made it like special and, and good. Yeah. Um our house needed to 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 shift a little bit in order for us to uh-huh. be parents. Yeah, yeah. And so I think the the mental game behind everything. With us talking about, hey, we're about to be parents. Uh, yeah. What does this look like for you? I think that was more preparatory for me. Yeah. Um, and, like, just transforming our house right. to, to actually welcome a uh, little human. Yeah. <laughs>
1: we did kind yeah. of the things that um, probably most new parents would not do. Like, we bought a new couch. You know, some, like, silly things that to yeah. us, we were, like... Because you wanted your house to be ready for this right. baby, kind of. We were, like... I mean, we just did, like, actually a lot of projects, which, again, this... This question is so funny to me because I, and this is my like half glass or like glass half empty thing. I feel like I did not prepare at all and have so many things that I would do differently the next time if we choose to have another child. <laughs> I know. Um, you don't have to make that decision at this point, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, well, is, what
0: would you do differently? What, what do you feel like you didn't have prepared?
1: Yeah. I don't think that I... I don't know if this is – it didn't work out very well. Like, I don't think I took care of myself very well. Okay. Um, When we found out that he had restrictive growth, I was like, oh, my gosh, got to eat all the things, like, not restrict myself. So I just kind of went overboard in that area. Okay, yeah. And then um, as far as, like, we had several really good books. I'm not always that person that's like, yeah, read all about it. But there were – there was like a new moms for like medical professionals that I probably Whoa. would have like would have been helpful. Would have been helpful to read. Um, just like relinquishing control for mm. um because I know a lot of things that can yeah. happen. Um, you know, like Owen spit up yesterday and I was like, he has pyloric stenosis. You know, like, you know, that's it's so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so that would have been probably a pretty good prep. And then um I think What else? I mean, we had our pediatrician set up for the most part. Um, what was
2: super helpful were, were the classes. The, oh, um, yeah. We hired a doula, and she did a,
1: uh-huh. like
2: birthing classes yes. from a more natural approach, which was really informative for me.
1: Yeah. I
2: had like no experience whatsoever. They were like
1: three-hour classes once a week, it's like yeah. 6 to 9 p.m. every week for seven weeks or something. Yeah, it was a lot. Yeah.
2: But... Like they described active labor, um, transition, all yeah. those, like all of the moments yes. of, of labor, but also um, how how are you gonna prepare yourself mentally? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all of the postpartum stuff, like postpartum yeah. care. And um, I had like zero idea about any yeah. of that. Yes. Um, it yeah, and like, for
0: yeah. you that probably was very helpful yeah. for your personality. Mm-hmm. Like.
2: Absolutely. There was yeah. a <laughs> well, there was a <laughs> fireman. Um, and all the dudes were kind uh, of, con- like, we were all gathering together. Yeah. We were like, yeah, we're here. But, we like, it's kind of awkward and weird. Yeah. So, a uh, little quick story. There's a fireman. So he has this handlebar, like, mustache, <laughs> yeah. right? And uh, we, we're, we have to watch a birth, right, in these birthing classes. Uh-huh. And so Shelby and I are kind of like center, like actually looking at the TV, and he's to the left, not really looking at the TV. Like he can like make sure to not look at the television. Yes, yes. (laughs) And so I'm like looking at the birth, and I'm over there like looking at him, and he's just staring straight through the other wall. He's like, I'm not having any of this. this. And so... I think it was like a twenty-minute video or something, oh my gosh, yeah. and I just looked at him, and he was like not having any of it. So did
0: you did
1: you watch
2: it? A little bit, okay. but then I was just like,
1: oh, okay, this is yeah,
2: yeah. this is too well, much. A lot of
1: waiting yeah. and a lot yeah. of, but yeah, that's really good. Uh, the The preparation, the class, the um, like lamas, if you will, classes were like the best. Um, I loved. Uh, We are not, like, great with, like, physical touch in Mm -hmm. public places, Mm -hmm. um, which sounds so silly, but we we were going to be in a room with a bunch of people, you know, and things that usually aren't on your mind, but, like, in general, I would just try to, like, fight my way through the pain and do this all by myself, and I really wanted to involve Drew, and so these birth classes were awesome because um, some of the sessions, like, taught him how to, like, do hip squeezes and how yeah. to, like, do, um, Can't I'm not somebody you. that just likes to be coddled. Like, I don't want to be just, like, gently touched while I'm in pain. Like, so what our doula who taught the birth classes taught us was, like, touching with a purpose. Mm. Like, if you touch Shelby in labor, you need to touch her with a purpose. Like, it needs to be where she's in pain or you need to bring her something and, yeah. like, touch her hand when you get, like, something like yeah. that to where it's not just, like, Patting her on the back, you know, like good job. I like would a hate that. yes, that's really good. So, so preparation. That, so, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. And even in the birth, the doula was like, hey, Drew, step in here. Mm-hmm. Like this. You need to do this. And not, not like catch yes. the baby, but you can you can do the hip squeeze. We've done this before. We were we were. In yeah, training. we did this. Yeah. yeah.
1: I know that's this good. is definitely a privilege. Um, and I know that this could happen, like birth can happen without a doula. I will say that was definitely the best money we actually spent. Really? Um, I know everybody has their thing. But for us, um, the type of personally I, personality I have that I would just try to do it myself. And then Drew, who likes to be involved and just doesn't necessarily know how, having the doula, even though actually my labor was so fast, nothing really happened right. the way. <laughs> but um, hiring her, um, I truly don't feel like I could have gotten through that labor without her. Yeah. Um. So uh, she was like completely made my entire yeah um birth experience like worth it. Yeah. So that was preparation and preparing like that was the best thing we did. Right. I mean it sounds like if
0: you're feeling like led towards doing a natural birth the way you did it, then mm-hmm. you really need to like get get the prep and the training and yeah. to like prepare yourself for that,
1: you know? There's just so much of it as a mental game, you know? I'm like, oh man, I'm like fit and I have super wide hips that God gave me and like (laughs) all these things, like this will be great, you know? But I knew I was really weak in the mental game. Like I would want to quit and I knew that I would push Drew away and I knew that I would, um, you know, just all of these things or that's what I thought. And so having somebody that could help me with my mental game um, by speaking like, um, you know, hey, you actually have to push, like, three more times. If you want to see your baby, you have to push. You have to push. Yeah. And you, know, you can like, do okay. it. You know, simple things like that that, mm-hmm. like, Drew would never say, and that's not wrong, but he just would never say those things. Yeah. Um, that was, like, the best thing for me because yeah. I knew that I could deliver our baby. But mentally, like, if I didn't want to go to the hospital and if I didn't want to need to needed out, mental strength. I needed yeah. mental strength.
0: What was that show y'all watched that, that you remember you said that? So
2: we used to, we, (laughs) during the preparation stage, we were like laying in bed uh, a lot of the nights watching triathlon motivations, (laughs) like Ironman triathlons where it's like. You, you'll see people who are quitting and don't be a quitter.
1: So my personality, <laughs> I loved it. And all. And she's of my, like
2: crying. I was. I, was movie
1: I could do that. I know. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to watch that in my labor. We're going to have that going on while I'm laboring. And all of the, my mom friends, which are like not a lot, but they literally, I know it. Now that I look back, they, like, laughed. It was, yeah. like, secret judgment when I was, like, I'm going to listen to this triathlon. Like, prep yeah. talk, they're, like, no, you're not. Oh, my gosh. And Drew tried it. He turned it on, and our entire bird team was, like, what the heck is this? They're,
2: like, silent.
1: Were you, like, you turn it off? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then I turned
2: on peaceful piano music, and they very really calmed down. Okay, nice. It was
1: hilarious. But oh.
2: to work on mental game, I think it was a huge uh, asset. Um, I mean... Just to think through, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to be going through a lot of pain. I don't know how long this is going to be. Yeah. But I need, like, the the strength to do it. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, it's good. So some things that I, and I'll shorten it, but, like, some things that I do wish that week would have prepared a little bit more, too, is that <clears throat> my um, labor was so short. So I was in, like, such intense pain. So this is ideal. I showed up ready to birth. Yeah. Which is very ideal. Um, and the short labor is very ideal, but the con to that is that I was in so much pain that I wasn't, like, I was already in active and transitional labor, and I was already almost ready to push when I got there. Yeah. So different positions, um, allow your baby to, uh, lower down into your birth canal Mm -hmm. to where they're more ready to put, like, come out. And so different positions that my doula was putting me in and my midwives are putting me in were, like unbearable and I know that labor I know that those would be challenging anyways but something that I wish that I would have done is practice a little bit more Mm. um during those nine months so we were told different movements and how to like in our birth class we were shown some different things like squats and Mm. Mm
2: -hmm. sifting
1: bait like all these different things and I was pretty lax about them and just really didn't do them I didn't stretch very much just a lot of things like that and I will say God knew, I guess, because if I had a long labor... You wouldn't... Yeah. You were like... But that's probably what I would have prepped a little bit more is just really taking seriously, like, taking care of my body better. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, And helping and being serious about those positions because they're purposeful. Yeah. They're not just saying, like... You know, you are going to be told to be in different positions. If you're in a natural birth, you are going to be expected to move into different positions to help your labor along. And if you don't know how to be in those positions, like me, they are going to be miserable. Right. And Hmm. so that's what I would have prepared a little bit more for.
2: And then for me, I just didn't realize that there would be so much post-birth stuff, right? So like... um, the first night, for instance, we, so d- Shelby delivered at 2.15, we were home by seven. Yeah. So there was no like, hey, sleep in, we're going to take care of your baby. Yeah. It was just like full force going. Yeah. And we live in a two-story house with stairs. Um. And we knew like, hey, Shelby, once you get home, you're on like quarantine basically upstairs. So whatever you need, I'll go downstairs and get yeah. it for you. But there was just so, there's a lot of uh, postpartum care that I didn't, ever prepare yes. for, right? Yes. Um, and so my mother-in-law was with us, and that was incredibly helpful. But in the middle of the night, I felt like I was the supposed to be the provider. Yeah. And so I was taking care of Owen and taking care of Shelby and just a, a ball of incredible mess, you know, just oh trying to manage all, yes. of, all of the things. And so I wish I would have prepped more for Yeah, they don't talk about care. that.
0: Yeah. No one really talks about that. No. Yeah. What that entails.
2: Ooh. And all the little things you have to get
1: oh, gosh. for you to be
2: comfortable. and yeah. Well, yeah. and
1: I, I had a pretty bad tear. And so I, like, wasn't able to move in and out of bed that well. And I always said that I, like, didn't want our baby in our room with us. Like, I just didn't necessarily want that. But I do see the importance of, like, we actually had a little bassinet that was gifted to us from his grandma. And, like, having that at bedside. Mm-hmm. Um, because now I understand, like... It's six weeks, and I'm just now starting to walk. Like, right, you know, outside yeah. and walk and power walk. And so the healing process of, like, tearing and actually the whole process of, like, suturing up was, yeah. like, really wild to me. Yeah, Not that I necessarily need to prep for those things. That just is out of our control. Yeah. But, yeah, I just didn't realize, like, all of the, yeah, afterwards. I just thought I was going to lose all the weight and bounce back and be able to take care of my baby. Oh, and Yeah. That stuff was But it? your
0: body has essentially run a marathon. Yeah.
1: Or more. But and I so have been it's preparing like, for that, Ivy, with I our know, videos. I know. <laughs> that's true. The triathlon. But, yeah, I think in your
0: mind you think, I'm going to have this baby and then this. Yeah. I'm going to. And it's like, no, like, your body has gone through, mm-hmm. like, endured a lot. And so it takes time to yeah, recover from that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. What are you loving most about it? Six weeks in, what are you loving most about having a new baby?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I think after a long, hard day, although nights are long and hard right now mm-hmm. in six weeks, just getting home after work, mm-hmm. like there's a there's an incredible switch, right? It's like, oh, I get to see my family, you know, I get to see my my son and my wife and I actually get to spend time with the people that I love, yeah. like like intentional, awesome family time, and we're yeah. a, we're a family now. Yeah, um, and that's special to me.
1: Yeah, yeah. Normally, when we come home, we're both just like doing all these tasks, and not to say that we're not like interacting, but in general, we we really are. We're like prepping for the next day, or watching different shows, or we're uh-huh. like making you know whatever it is. We're just doing different things sometimes, and to have a baby just really makes you have to calm down. Um, but one of my favorite things, uh, Drew loves to snuggle. Yes, and when humans snuggle, you get too hot. Um, oh my gosh! So you don't like to snuggle. I don't though, love do you? to snuggle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I mean I, I do, but <laughs> to some extent, and he doesn't necessarily like in certain settings. But when he's like sitting on the couch, like watching TV or something, yeah. he like. Always calls our dogs over and like wants yes. to just snuggle with them. Or yeah. first when he gets into bed, Drew always wants to, like snuggle with the pups. And so it's just so cute because he like <laughs> loves snuggling with and Owen. It's the greatest, and just like will let Owen fall asleep on him, and Owen's mouth is just like open breathing, like right. And you're near loving Drew's it. Drew's yeah. face, yeah. and Drew has them all bundled, and it's I cute. love that. So that's been one of my favorites, but. I also love when he sleeps and the mm. cute little like facial expressions that he makes. Uh-huh. Or when he's feeding and he raises his eyebrows like yeah, yeah. Like That's he's great. so excited.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh. <laughs> um it's really cute. And then I think just loving to see how each week and each even day is just really like different in how much he's growing. Mm-hmm. Um like And I get really bogged down by a lot of things that I feel like aren't going right or I'm concerned about. And then usually, like, I'll reach out to somebody about it. And two days later, it's like, he's done. Yeah. Like, he's over it. And I'm like,
0: what the heck? Why did I spend that day worrying about that? Yeah. When it... It worked out. It's fine. I could have just enjoyed the day rather than worrying about it. I know.
1: Which is never going to change. But things that we can start, things that I can start working on, because I know that won't go away with having an older baby or an older kid. Um, But that's one of my favorite things is just seeing him like... Get better at tummy mm-hmm. time and... Oh, like growth. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. coo a little bit now yeah. and starting to smile and stuff like that. Yeah.
2: And I think for another thing is when people love on our kid, it's oh, yeah. super special. Yeah, yes. you know, And I, everybody loves a baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I
0: mean, there is not a... Uh, is this too strong of a word to, statement? Like, I don't feel like there is a greater gift to give a parent than to love their kid.
1: Mm-hmm. Like...
0: Yeah. And I don't know that that ever ends,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know? Yeah, I think it does. Okay, what are y'all struggling with the most? Drew, do you want to start?
2: Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> <clears throat> There's just so much, so much transition in six weeks um, and even, like, we were so excited that that like we were pregnant and the whole nine months leading up to that yeah. and getting prepped and i think the biggest struggle for me if i'm being real and honest mm-hmm. is just like managing the expectations of work and family life mm-hmm. um i had a mentor say hey if you've if you've failed at being a uh, a parent mm-hmm. you've already failed at being a pastor mm-hmm. or failed mm-hmm. at being a ceo or failed at being a mm-hmm. store clerk whatever like your yeah. family comes first. Yeah. And so I'm, that's a huge, huge mm-hmm. struggle right now because yeah. I want to do a good job at work, but then I get home and I want to be the best that I, that I need to be for, for our family. Yes. Which also means like, um, this morning, uh, and like I woke up, woke up at three and like fed him and then went to work out at four, four thirty 30 and then came back and I like fed him again and like took care of him from like three to eight. Mm-hmm. So Shelby could have the, the rest of the day with him, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. So, but then I'm also really tired. Right. Yeah. And
0: because then you're doing, you're also doing work. It's yeah. not like, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So it's yeah. that, that balance there is really tricky mm-hmm. and hard. Yeah. Um, but luckily I've got a lot of guys in my life that's, they're like, Hey, you don't need to <laughs> feel that pressure. Mm-hmm. Like, Take care yeah. of your family.
1: Yeah. Yeah, kind of on that note, too, um, Drew is mainly his personality. He's just, like, everyone's yes man. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, literally everyone in my life, our life, like, will go to Drew for, like, advice or for help to do something. I mean, here at church, like, yeah, I just yeah, hear yeah, yeah. all the time, like, he's helping someone do something mm-hmm. all the time that's, like quote-unquote, out of his job description, which is which is great. That's That yeah. should be what you do. But, I mean, it's, like, all the time. Mm-hmm. And that also goes outside of this office and, like, it, you know, bleeds into other parts of Drew's life. Right. And so I think one of the biggest things I'm struggling with is um, I unintentionally, like, manipulate Drew. Um, I've just really realized that in our relationship that – I don't intend to and I don't mean to, but I'm often manipulative with, um, like, how I say things or mm. what I say. Or I'll be, like, talking to Owen. I'll be, like, "Oh Owen, I just can't do this all by myself. I got to, you know, it's, like, and then Drew will walk in and he'll, like, take over. Or, um, you know, I will say something, like, under my breath or passively about something and Drew will, like, take over. Mm-hmm. Um And that is, like, my biggest weakness Mm -hmm. is that I don't ever mean for those words to cause Drew to take over. Mm -hmm. Um, But we've been married for six years, and that's definitely been a trend. Like, when Mm -hmm. I'm overwhelmed, I always know that Drew will take over. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And where that's, like, a blessing and a curse, it's such a blessing to have such a strong, like, husband and leader and he's just, like, naturally good at doing things. Like, he doesn't stress about stuff. He just does it. Yeah. And I love that I have that, and that's needed. But oftentimes, like, when he gets home after a long, exhausting day, I'll just, like, pono and off to Drew sometimes. And I've just found that, like, instead of partnering with Drew, I feel like I just kind of, like, pick and choose what I do and what I want to do and hmm. what I don't want to do. Yeah. Um. um and because Drew's so great, he will just help all the time. Yeah. Like, for example, like, it was my turn to feed Owen this morning, and he, like, spit up all over him. So like, every everything went wrong, like, this morning. And I was just, like, talking loudly, and I knew I was, you know? And I, I wasn't, like, again, it's that, that borderline, like, I know what I'm doing but I don't really mean to do it. You're also it. in, like, a moment of weakness because you're exhausted and, exa- you know, for yeah. those things. But, so. I mean, like, so is he. So, I mean, it's just yeah. frustrating. It was like I knew he was going to get up and work out. I knew yeah. he was going to have Owen for that feeding. And yet I, quote, unquote, like, threw a little fit and, like, manipulated Drew into, like, mm. coming and helping us mm-hmm. um, by just, like, things that I did. Yeah. And so that's just, like, the biggest thing, you know, I struggle with is how to be a good partner Um, And not just pick and choose what I want to take care of Mm. and not just always give him to Drew when I'm struggling. Mm. But in order to, like, grow and be a better mom, I need to push through some of those hard things. Yeah. And then we together can help each other balance that out a little bit more to where we're both not just always doing the hard things, Mm -hmm. um, if that makes sense. But that's been kind of the biggest... Struggle, and then one other is just like every parent is just kind of letting go of control. But for me, because I am a medical professional, um, just not letting my mind like wander mm-hmm. to the mm-hmm. worst case scenario, mm-hmm. which yeah. I have done every day of his life so far. So I'm not <laughs> there yet, but <laughs> it might get a little better. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. But so that's been the biggest yeah. thing. Is, Absolutely. You know, I see get rash and I freak out yeah, and I it could be this and whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. it is yeah. so um I think those are the two biggest things that I struggle with yeah um just like being super real I people talk about like postpartum depression and anxiety so much mm-hmm. nowadays and like in our parent and like my mom's life when she had babies like you know those things weren't talked about so it's always like I love that – anyways, all to say, I love that we have these resources, um, and I don't know if it's more present because we're talking about it more or not. But now actually dealing with a lot of, like, postpartum anxiety, um, I actually, like, just reached out to a postpartum like counselor um, to set up some time because we are learning that, like, husband and wife, like, we're not each other's counselors. And to have a baby, like, and to have everything be – so kind of high stress all the time, um, we don't need to add that into our marriage. That's, like, yeah. We need to That's be adding point. Yeah. I- intimacy, not something like that. Yeah. And so, um, anyways, the people in my life just have, like, a weighty burden of, like, dealing with me. <laughs> uh, as, as in, like, having to um, me unload on them. And yeah. so by having a third-party person... Um, and someone who specializes in postpartum anxiety is just going to, I think, going to be really right. helpful for me to just kind of yeah. talk through. And it's
0: one of those things where you're like, I don't feel like I'm, like, in the darkest valley. No. But, like, no. I'm having some really depressed and anxious, like, yeah. moments in there. And I want to get some help.
1: Yeah. yeah. I And I really don't even super feel depressed. Like, I'm not... But, yeah, I mean, the things that I will sometimes text through or I will say out loud, it's like, wow, yeah. That's not the kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, yeah. like, abnormal. Yeah. You probably need to, like, reach out or, and, yeah, I'm just overwhelmed and anxious. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, so that's what I'm going to do, like, this week is mm-hmm. um, I've reached out to them and we'll just kind of schedule something, but... Right. Just being okay with um, not being like perfect yeah, and not yeah. having like a perfect child because I know when they hit their teenage years, he's not going to be perfect. <laughs> so no. just being okay with that no, and, you know. Well, it's
0: kind of interesting in some ways. Both things, like the first thing you said about y'all's relationship yeah. and what you said, it, it It's not so much about Owen.
1: Yeah, no. It's
0: about you as individuals and God Mm -hmm. using this stressful,
1: Mm -hmm. out of your
0: control, (laughs) out of your comfort, like, experience to actually make you realize, like, there's some things in me that I need to think through. Mm -hmm. You know, like, Mm -hmm. where, what, what, my job, is it my identity? Is what, is it the Mm -hmm. most, you know, or like my marriage. Like, is this the way I want to treat my husband? Yeah. You know, like, and I just think that's interesting. Like, Mm -hmm. and I don't know that when you're in the newborn stage, you have a lot of time to process, like,
1: (laughs) I'm feeling, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, just, they're so innocent. And I think there's nothing that they do wrong, right? Like, the baby is not wrong. Right. So, you know, I've heard a lot that, like, you know, Satan doesn't, have to do a whole lot to mess with us. He just, like, lets us mess with ourselves. Like, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) that's not the greatest way to do that. But, like, essentially, you know, he just kind of uses ourselves. Yes. Yeah. And so, I mean, I think the same thing. Like, the reason why these things, why we care about those things is because I truly do believe that when we are stronger together and when we are stronger as individuals, like,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: he's innocent. So the things that I knew were going to be hard about parenthood were all these things that I knew were in me,
0: you know, Uh impatience,
1: um, you know, like wanting to be free, wanting to Mm -hmm. have all the time, wanting to have my old body back. Like, Mm -hmm. those are all personal issues. And so when I am praying to God about those things or when we are, you know, more intimate with each other, man, taking care of Owen is a piece of cake. It is so easy, isn't that interesting?
0: Yeah, because yeah, yeah. he's not but doing
1: anything wrong. It's just how we like right. interpret and, and respond and respond yeah. to especially, him. Yeah, especially at this point. Yeah, in yeah. his life. And
2: don't get me wrong; we're so tired. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: He, that just wasn't the first thing. That came yeah. Out. yeah, yeah. Um, and I know this is something that it's like a. This will probably be the rest of your marriage, but like, what has it looked like at this point to support Shelby? Mm.
2: Yeah, that's a good question. I think just, so I always, I again, like to fix things. Um, yeah. And I'm learning that I don't have to fix anything. Like mm-hmm. whenever she's talking to me, mm-hmm. just listen.
0: Yeah. Listen yes. listen to her. Listen yes. to,
2: um, like, even if, even if they are crazy thoughts, uh, even if it's, like, outlandish or illogical, it's okay. like, just listen. <laughs> just listen, you know, and let her process. Yeah. And not not to just be like a a sounding board, but engage and listen to her um, and then provide as well as I can. Yeah. And, I, and I realize I've got to give up the, I, I need to provide for my family, right? Because God has already provided everything oh, that we need. Yes.
0: Um, yeah. And
2: when that weight is lifted, I can be a better yeah. husband. I can <laughs> be a better father. Um, I can be more intentional with Shelby um, and, and say, hey, like you're you've been in the house all day. Let's mm-hmm. go for a walk. Mm -hmm. Um, let's just get out and go, or, Hey, we're going to go to the farmer's market this Mm -hmm. Saturday and we're just going to walk around and if things go nuts, that's okay. We're just going to be flexible. So I think it's being intentional, especially in the kind of postpartum anxiety, depression, all that. I feel like my role in that is to say, Hey, here's another option here. Let's go do this. Let's, let's, uh, let's try something else. Um, let's get out of the house. And that's typically not me. Right, Not me to suggest things. Mm -hmm. It's always like, yeah, whatever.
0: (laughs) But you're Um, seeing her and like, she needs to be encouraged to do this
2: and so on. And even if it's really hard um, after a long day of work to take Mm -hmm. Owen and say, hey, Shelby, go shower.
1: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Go
2: take care of yourself. Go for a walk. Go work out. Like, go take two hours for yourself. And and I've got it. Like, you know, no need to worry. Um, I've got Owen. and We'll just hang out and... Um, go take care of yourself yeah so because I think uh, in all of this what I'm learning is you can you you can lose yourself really easily mm. in parenthood right mm-hmm. um, just giving and giving and giving to this little innocent child mm-hmm. right which isn't a bad thing but um, for us to be the most healthy I think it requires both of us to like take care of our own selves yeah you know and I think that's gonna help Owen whenever he's a little older to be more independent and yeah. saying, Hey, I need to take care of myself yeah. too. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. So not saying we're right, but that's just what we're today. Yeah, yeah. God is teaching me and, and helping me realize. So, yeah.
1: um, it's funny. We only read one book and we actually listened to it like together. Two books. Oh yeah. Yeah. But this one book is, it's like a, it's a French book or a book about American moving to France and basically, like, observing she's pregnant and ends up having a couple kids in France and observing, like, the French culture, um, the French moms as opposed to, like, American moms. Mm -hmm. And um, all to say that was something that we both, like, super loved from that and just really related that in the book she just talks about how a lot of the French women and the French families, like, this baby didn't rule – the. They, right. they they were not the rulers. Mm-hmm. Um, it was not like oh my gosh how developed can my kid get and how much how many activities can they be in and you know they got to start swimming at age like six months and yes. like all these things. It yes. was like yes you have to adjust to a baby and yes you have to adapt but and serve them and think about yes them. but it doesn't mean that you but ultimately we are the parents and we set the schedule we we say yes to things, we say no to things. Like, it's not necessarily all on Owen's time. Like, hmm, if we yeah, want to yeah. go out and meet with some people and he's crying for three hours, that might not be the best, but you know what? Like, if they're in town for once, once a year, we're going to do it instead of, you know, and it's not right. saying, not everyone can handle those things. And I know it's circumstantial, but yes, putting us uh, as a couple kind of, I don't know. Not not first cuz that sounds so bad, but just taking care of ourselves and being aware that we are in control of yeah. of Owen kind of and kind of um setting his schedule uh to some extent and so we uh, don't have to be overwhelmed all yeah, the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What have you found to be helpful? What are what have people done for you that's been helpful?
1: Um yeah, so many things. <laughs> the mo- I will say the most helpful was having my mom here yeah. uh, for the month. Oh, yeah. That was definitely the most helpful. Um, and then I will say that we just had our first Sunday here, um, like, back. It was just this last Sunday. And it was so helpful just having, like, every- you guys mm-hmm. all welcome us um, and it's, like Fran just immediately take Owen and like yeah. people just especially here like Stephanie gave great advice about like a mom's group and yeah you know you guys have I, yeah I just think having moms that are older a few um, seasons ahead the whole yes. point of
0: the podcast yes yes. <laughs>
1: oh my gosh yes there's that is. The plug I know <laughs> that's been the best and the most helpful uh, reaching out to moms my age hasn't as like been as helpful right um, but really just seeing yeah getting the advice from yeah you guys has been really great there's so many things yeah the meals have been awesome yeah the the sweet gifts yeah. sweet yeah
2: there was one Saturday when we were it was like so hard and we were both home, and mm-hmm. Ellen was just going nuts all day. And then it's like three o'clock, four o'clock. And we're like, "Oh no, we, what are we gonna make for dinner?" Yeah. And then we check our calendar, and someone's bringing us dinner. And we're like, mm-hmm. "Oh, thank God!" Yes, <laughs> like yes. in the perfect moment. Yeah. Um, that that someone it's was. The able little to, things. Like yeah. It.
1: It's been. I mean, like Mia Morris, um, like dropped off brownies for us oh, and like yeah. some pimento cheese, like way early on. Like she didn't. She, she, like, didn't ask me what I wanted. She didn't, like, you know, ask necessarily if, like, a week in advance, like, can we set up a time? It was, like, she made a decision. You dropped she it Dropped off. it off. She did it. She was sweet. <clears> like, loved it. Like, Candace Haas, like, has texted me and just asked, like, can I just bring you lunch this week? Oh, um, I, I love I that. I haven't answered her text back yet, but... Just those things, like people that just kind of have initiated things yes. and not having to make a lot of decisions, mm-hmm. but they just like do things for yeah. me. Yeah, um, has been really helpful. Yeah, and sweet. Um, Joanna Spires and Tim Spires are gonna like. They're like, when have you guys gone on a date night? And we're like, no. Oh, that's so, they, so like, sweet. So they like picked up a night in February to like come over and watch him while we go out. Yeah. Um. They- so Tim,
0: Tim is like a baby whisperer as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: Good. I can't wait to yeah. yeah see them in action. They've, got,
0: they've also had some experience. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just people that I think know what was helpful to them and they just do it. Yeah. Instead of like asking and trying to coordinate mm-hmm. and like that's been the most helpful for me as a new mom is just not having to like make a lot of decisions. Right. right. Um, and probably that's a little bit of that postpartum anxiety, but that's been really helpful. Yeah.
0: Okay. We're going deep. How has becoming a parent um, allowed you to experience God deeper?
2: That's so good. Um, For me, it's like, I understand like God's frustration sometimes, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, like if I am Owen, right, and I'm just wailing and he's just kind of, he's got me in his arms and they're not gonna let go. Yeah, um, and he's like, "Hey, I'm here to comfort you. I'm not here to, like, just leave you." Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And Owen's not talking yet or anything like that. But it's just an an amazing feeling that someone has everything under control. Yeah, and it's and who's taking care of you? Yeah, um, w- whenever you cry, whenever you
0: mm-hmm.
2: puke, whenever you you poop. Yeah, I know.
0: <laughs>
1: like someone is
2: always there to take care of you, and I think that's I the. Know. The heart of the Father. Mm. Um,
1: yeah, that's really good at that.
2: And and, and just the incredible amount of, uh, I think, blinders that I had on mm. um, about the nature and character of God. Um, like, God is incredible to make a human
1: mm-hmm.
2: being, like, form mm-hmm. from tiny little uh, things, and he makes a human. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, And I know Shelby had a, a part to play in that. I had a part to play in that, right. But God was the one that was building and creating right. life.
0: I found their entire birthing story super interesting and wonderful for them. Like, it's not what I wanted. It's far different from my birthing story. But I loved theirs because it was just right for them. And I also so appreciate their honesty, just in the struggle describing their feelings and all of that. It's wonderful and hard all in the same minute. How is that so? I remember holding Warren when he was eight days old. And for some reason, that specific moment sticks out in my mind because I was holding him and I was rocking him and like tears were streaming down my face. I couldn't stop crying. I remember thinking, I don't even know exactly why I'm crying right now. I'm not really sad. And I hope no one sees me because I don't even know what answers I would give for these tears right now. I'm just crying. It was so weird. And the thing about having a new baby is that you are basically to capacity in every aspect. You honestly don't even have much time to process all the emotions you are feeling. And, you know, you feel a lot of emotions. And because of that season of life, you're left at home feeling sort of alone in your tears, or maybe that was just me. So if you are someone that has managed to find time to listen to this episode with your new baby, I want you to know you are not alone. You are not alone. And you are doing great. And if you are someone well out of the baby season, find a new mom. And drop off some brownies and like pimento cheese or something like that on her front porch. Find some way to show her, hey, you aren't alone. Okay, last thing while I've got you. I still, I want to tell you about something I um, have started. So if you go on the homepage of my website, at the very bottom, you'll see a place to sign up for y'all. Yes, it's called y'all anytime I have an exciting story or something I'm just like giddy to share I always start it with y'all you can ask my friends and so I I want you to join so y'all will be monthly delivered to your inbox it'll include a good story and a few of the latest things that are giving me life and it'll be a way that we can be better friends because I really appreciate you and I want you to know that okay guys thank you for listening I will talk to you next time